0: After that ad came on, Mom and Dad made an announcement. They said that this year we were going to skip Christmas and all go to Isla de Corales instead. When I asked how are we going to get our gifts to the resort, Mom said the trip was our gift. I thought that sounded like a terrible idea, and I was surprised Dad was on board with it usually doesn't like to spend a lot of money and I was sure this resort was going to cost a fortune. But he said he was sick of the cold weather and he wanted to escape to someplace warm. Personally, I don't have a problem with cold weather. In fact, generally speaking, the worse it is outside, the happier I am. I figured Manny and Roderick would help me talk some sense into Mom and Dad, and we'd put a stop to this idea. But those guys weren't any help at all. They were doing things like wearing shades at breakfast. So I had to accept that we weren't going to have a normal Christmas at home. But what I really didn't like was that we had to fly to this place. I'd never been on a plane before, And I wasn't crazy about the idea of locking myself in a metal tube. Nobody else seemed worried, though. And two weeks later, on a night when we should have been hanging up our stockings and sitting around the fire watching Christmas specials, we were packing our suitcases for this island getaway. Monday. We left the house around 8 o'clock on the morning of Christmas Eve. Dad was pretty uptight because he wanted to leave an hour earlier, but Mom said he was being ridiculous and we'd get to the airport in plenty of time. It was only about minus 5 degrees outside, but Roderick was already dressed for the holiday in a t-shirt and bathing suit. It turned out Dad was right. We should have left earlier. Apparently, Christmas Eve is one of the busiest travel days of the year. So the roads were choked with families driving to see their relatives. And nobody really seemed to be in the Christmas spirit either. What made things a lot worse was when it started to snow. After that, things slowed to a crawl. Mom and Dad started arguing over what time we should have left, and Dad almost missed the exit for the airport. He had to cut across three lanes of traffic, which didn't look easy. When we reached the airport, the main parking lot was full. That meant we had to park in the economy lot, which was pretty far away. Dad said he'd drop the rest of us off at the curb with all the luggage and then come and meet us after he parked. When we got to the passenger drop-off area, it was complete chaos. We tried to unload our bags, but the cops weren't letting anyone stop for more than 30 seconds. And that just stressed everyone out and made things worse. I had to get back in the car so I could help Dad with the rest of the bags. Ordinarily, that kind of thing would have been Roderick's job. But since he was dressed for 30-degree weather, he got out of it. He was lucky he did, too. When we got to the gate for the economy lot, Dad couldn't reach the ticket from his window, so he made me get out of the car to grab it. Unfortunately, I didn't notice that there was a giant slush puddle on my side of the car until it was too late. After we parked, we rolled our bags to the nearest shuttle stop, which wasn't a lot of fun. The sign said the shuttle bus to the main terminal came every 10 minutes. But there was no room for us in the bus shelter, so we had to wait outside in the freezing cold. 20 minutes went by without a bus, and Dad started getting really anxious about the time. He said we were just going to have to walk to the terminal, which was about a mile away. I would have tried to convince Dad to wait a little longer, but my sock was starting to turn to ice, and I didn't want to get frostbite. Sure enough, once we got about a hundred feet from the shelter, the shuttle bus pulled into the parking lot. We tried to get the driver to stop, but he just blew right...